Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Paul Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good morning. Happy Friday. TGIF. TGI. Thank TGT. Uh, thank God the Sabres game is in the rearview mirror. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Paul's reports on WGR brought to you by Equitable Advisors, thinking about today and planning for tomorrow, and by Raylax Honda. Raylax, we got this. Jeremy White, Jody Biasi, and now Mr. Paul Hamilton joining us on the West Her Hotline. Good morning, Paul. Hey, guys. Paul, and read you a funny tweet that I've got. Scott wrote in. I'm pretty confident in the hour or so I've listened, I've not heard the same adjective twice to describe the game. Still available, drubbing, thrashing, and bludgeoning hmm. the Sabres and the Stars last night. Um, boy, Paul, I mean, they never had it. I mean, it, it was a little bit like the Islander game where, you know, the Islander game they lose on a kicked goal, but they were thoroughly outplayed. And against Dallas, it got to 3-1, it got to 4-2, it got to 5-3, but they were getting destroyed pretty much the whole night. I think they're just surprised about it as we are that they're coming out and playing like this. I mean, the Edmonton game, it was an even game. They played their best. Edmonton played their best, and they it wound up being a one-goal loss. Uh, but the Islander, I would say, midway through the Islander game, right on through this one, it's just been, I mean, the, the defensive zone coverages, there aren't any. I mean, it's it's absolutely it's mind-boggling watching how they they just aren't playing the way they're supposed to, and they they just don't have the, the, anybody. They don't cover anybody. It, everybody's wide open. It's two on O's. It's breakaways. It's three on ones. People are standing in front of the net by themselves. They come in from the point. Nobody covers them. They have no idea they're there. Um, it, it's just, it's, it is, it's mind boggling. Like, how can you play like that? The, the, the turnovers, I mean, yeah, they turn the puck over sometimes, but not, not like what we've seen, especially last night and in the, in the last half of the Islander game too, it's just turnover after turnover after turnover. And, you know, they're just, they're just hanging their goalies out there to sit there and face breakaways, two on O's, wide open guys. I mean, it, 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 it's, it really does look like pond hockey where people are just out there and, you know, the, it, it's just rush after rush after rush. Is it about not having, I don't know, tactical answers? Is it mental, what, they just like drifted away and lost focus? I mean, you said they're looking for answers. What's the head coach have to say about it? Yeah, drift, drifting away I think is good. I mean, 
is it, it's they're not taught not to cover anybody. I mean, that's not that's not the system that they have. They're not taught to give the puck away in 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 all situations. So you wind up with outnumbered situations coming back the other way. They're not taught to be oblivious to point men who come in and you you, you don't have your head on a swivel and you you don't pick them up as they're coming in. I mean, it, it's. It's not a system thing right now. It's it's just a complete breakdown. It's a mental breakdown, and and they're just not you know they're not thinking the game well. They're they're making horrendous decisions, and it's coming back the other way. And then they don't cover anybody. And quite honestly, I don't say this lightly. Twice they've quit in a game in the last week. They did it in Boston, and they did it. They did it last night where they just absolutely quit and hung their goalie completely out. They did it to Lucan in Boston, a 3 nothing game. Uh, an over an empty net goal comes in with five minutes left, and next thing you know, you basically stand around and watch the Bruins beat you 7-1. to And last night was a, was a, uh, what was it, a 5-3 to game. Then the Sabres probably played their best two minutes of the game. They, they put some pressure on. They put some heat on. Oposo had a great chance in front all alone. He couldn't score to make it 5-4. And, you know, a 5-3 five, a game, next thing you know, turns into a 10-4 game because they basically quit and did nothing at all. To It was basically the Dallas Stars against a goaltender is all it was after that. There's plays last night, Paul, where like Dylan Cousins not wrapping a guy up in front, other forwards doing the same thing. I- I'm wondering more about the forwards this morning and how much of their their whole you know season and being incapable of really keeping the puck out of the back of their net. We talk about the goaltending in the blue line, but how how much of it do you really think comes down to they just don't seem to have a lot of forwards that are defensively responsible, other than honestly like the Joe Stuckposa line. Joe, you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, uh, the defensemen get blamed, as they should, but it's it also is a five-man unit. And especially guys coming down the slot, you know, especially late, the, the defensemen that come down the slot, they, they have gotten burned so many times this year, all year long by defensemen who, who join the play or come late, and they're absolutely oblivious. They have no idea the guys there, none. No awareness whatsoever. The one thing that this team really, really has to improve on is their awareness, and that's you know that's a five, that's playing as a five-man unit, and having a good gap between your defensemen and your forwards. And when they when they play as a five-man unit and then play fast, they don't you know they're, and they're on their game. That's when they have the puck. One of the reasons they're defending all the time is they don't have the puck because they're giving it away. In these two games, the, the the turnovers have just been mind blowing. Some of them, it's like, what are you doing? Why? Wh- wh- when did you start doing that? You know, as I'm sitting there watching, um, Dylan Cousins against the Islanders, I've never seen him. It wasn't even close how many turnovers he had. Tage Thompson last night turned the puck over all night long, and and it, a couple of times it wound up in the back of the net because of it. And you know, I, I, Dylan Cousins against the Islanders, I would say probably that was the worst game I've seen him play as a pro. And Tage Thompson against the Stars, 
that was absolutely the worst game he's played since he's gone to center. There's no question about that. You know, Paul, on Cousins, let's, let's start there. You know, he, of course, shows a lot of promise, and, you, you know, you've been very high on him for a long time, and the Sabres are high on him. They've extended him, of course. Do you feel like – I guess what I want to say is some of the, some of the numbers, some of the, the evaluation of his defensive game – it's a little bit of reputation more than it is result. Like he's he's going to be there. People th- look at Thompson as like the superstar that's going to put up all the points, and Cousins will be the two way guy. But there really is a long way to come from him defensively. Still, it seems like he's in a bit of a defensive rut right now because there was a time not too long ago where he was a pretty good def- two way forward, but he certainly hasn't been recently. You know, and and. It's it's just, it's just like he seems to be in a rut. And he can't get himself out of it. You know, he was, of course, livid at, at the way at the turnover. I don't remember which goal it was. The eighth, ninth, tenth, they all blended together. Uh, one of them, he turned the puck right over at the blue line. Bang! Back come back on the stars. I don't know if that was the two on zero or if that was the breakaway or what that one turned into, but. It turned into a goal and an outnumbered situation, and he basically went over and broke his stick over the boards or whatever, and that's all fine. And I, I want to see them mad. I want to see them get mad, but it just seems like the more he wants to do well, the worse he gets. It's almost like he he tries too hard, and then it, it turns into just a schmozzle after that for him. So I don't know if he just needs to relax a little bit and, and try to get his game back. But uh, you're absolutely right. His defensive game has just been almost non-existent in, in uh, most recent games. Paul, how did you feel about Comrie being in for all 10? It didn't feel like, maybe you even said this on post game, which is why I'm thinking this exact phrasing. It didn't feel like there was an easy time ever really to pull him. Did you hear me change my mind right in the middle? I was talking to <laughs> Maybe. Brian, Maybe. and I was I was like furious. I'm like, I don't understand why you're leaving a goaltender out there. And then I talked myself out of it, thinking, but what what, what was there? Maybe why did you do that? And I'm thinking, the guy who just turned 24 yesterday, that was his birthday, I don't think I want to put him into that. And I don't want any goalie to have to be, go through that. But I don't think, I, especially since... The 24-year-old had to go through it in Boston where his team quit on him. And that was a 3 nothing game, and I thought he had played a pretty good game against Boston, and then his team hung him out there where in come the Bruins playing tic-tac-toe with nobody around him and you know, basically saying, all right, any of the three you can score, let's just decide which one you are going to score type of a thing. And so that, then I thought, I just don't think that would have been a good idea to put your young goaltender. In the, had Craig Anderson... Ben, the backup, I would have finished the rant. And so what are you leaving your goaltender in for 10 goals for? That's ridiculous. I mean, and, and you know, I, I would have had no qualms whatsoever changing goaltenders and putting Craig Anderson in there. Um, but uh, I, 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 I basically talked myself out of the rant when I thought to myself, yeah, I don't know if that would have been a real good idea throwing Lukanen in there. We'll get a phone call in for Paul. Matt in Angola. Matt, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I'm uh, pretty fired up as a Sabres fan, and I'll tell you why. You know, going I don't going back, our GM never was a GM. We got an assistant coach that I don't I don't like hiring within the within the the, the, the system. Our last two coaches have had an absolute terrible, non-existent resume. 
I, I want Pagula to step up to the plate. I thought his passion was hockey, to bring in an experienced, knowledgeable coach that the players are going to look up to. Maybe they, when they were younger, they followed them, like a Doug Gilmore, for an example. We got these coaches who in the right mind would leave their goalie in for 10 goals. And it goes back to it. Who in the right mind would have a 43-year-old goalie on their roster? Anderson would not start for any team other than the Buffalo Sabres. It's an embarrassment to the fans that pay a lot of money for their tickets. They follow it. We don't deserve to be in the playoffs. We played the last four or five games, our good quality teams, that we're going to have to compete, and we get our shorts blown off. <laughs> I, I think major changes need to be done, and I don't think Pagula has the knowledge or experience to make these changes. I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. All right, Paul. Pick whatever you want out of there. <laughs> I disagree with all of it. I I don't think they need a coaching change. I don't think they need a GM change. Um, when the season started, I, I, I don't know, I, I get from this caller that he was expecting them to um, be a force in the NHL and be either a Stanley Cup winner or contender or whatever. I did not expect that when the season started. Um, they've far exceeded my expectations of what I thought this season could be. I expected a team, an improved team, but I certainly didn't expect them to be challenging for a playoff spot. Um, I you know, I think they've brought some very good players. I think they've drafted well. I think they've developed their players well. Um, I haven't heard any of them say that they're anywhere near a, a championship team at this point right now. Um, I think they're right on basic schedule. And have they played well in this stretch when – no, they haven't reacted well to it, and that's part of the part of having a young team and having a young team go through it. Playoffs are a process, and getting to the playoffs are a process. They always have been. I mean, look at the process Tampa Bay went through when they, they were favored to win and they got swept by uh, Columbus, and then they figured it out and won two Stanley Cups in a row. And, you know, that's – look at Edmonton. You know, what the process they've gone through. They, they've had – Obviously, some good players there, but uh, you know it's been a process for them too. So you know, I just I just disagree. Uh, I, I don't think any changes need to be made. On the goaltender point, Anderson's age and the workload, and now Comrie's season as it you know it's nearing its completion. Are, are you feeling like they're gonna do something else to pair with Lukanen next year, and it wouldn't just be it wouldn't be the the same combination or you know two of the three guys that are currently here. They might, they might look at it. I mean, the the obvious plan was to have Comrie and and Lucan and the goaltenders, Levi and Rochester, and then, you know, once Comrie does his contract is up, then the next year it's Lucan and Levi that that would go f- with that. I'm still f- semi convinced that Levi's not going to need the time to develop as a lot of goalies are. He seems to me to be very advanced as a college goaltender. Um, now that I'm not at all saying that he should just show up and pop into the net and he's never going to have to go to the minors, but I don't see it as, well, he's going to have to be down there for three years and be their starter and that type of thing. I, I could actually envision sometime next year, you know, where he's playing and, and, and then earns a, earns a chance to get up here and, and get some games type of thing. I, I think he's that advanced in what he does and by getting his – 
second college season this year and again up for the Richter Award. He's now a finalist, an award he won last year in his first year in college that, uh, you know, I, I, I could see that. But, yeah, I, I think definitely they could reevaluate possibly when the off season is over and say, okay, what are we going to do this year, you know, as, as they develop Levi in, in Rochester. 803-0550. We'll get another call in here for Paul. Kevin in South Buffalo. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, everybody. Uh, just a couple of quick comments on the Sabres. And it seems like every year, you know, we're dealing with something different with this team. You know, and this is not in the particular, you know, the, 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 the playoff drought. But when we don't have goaltending, we have scoring all of a sudden. <laughs> when we don't have goaltending, or when we don't have scoring, we don't have goaltending. You know, and so I, I just can't the, – the, the lack of performance in the last few games, giving up 10, giving up 7 – that is unacceptable. Quite pathetic, if you ask me. And then you look at this home record, and for this team to have one of the worst home records in the league, teams should be afraid to come into your barn to play. And we're giving up games like this in front of our home crowd. That's a great way to you know, have people not show up at the game. And the other thing, when we're looking at root cause for all this, too, and you're trotting out all these coaches, you know, there was one coach out of this last batch was Phil Housley. as a former player, did great with Team USA, but – he couldn't even solve the, the performance for these kids, you know. And quite frankly, I like a lot of these players. There really is a lot of these guys that you're rooting for that you want to do well. Dylan Cousins, the way Darlene turned it around. I think the 10 like an enigma for the last 10 years. I can't figure this out, guys. And I'm just That's the thing that's the most frustrating thing for me. If it's not one thing, it's another. And this last few games just showed me that we're, we're – it's just not ready yet, you know, when we want it to be. So thanks, guys. Have a great afternoon. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, I mean, it, it, for a long time it's been almost nothing going well, and now enough things are going well to be more mad about the things that aren't going well. You know I mean? Like, they score a lot. They also give up a lot of goals. There's a question for you, Paul. I, I'll, I'll kind of wrap this into one question. Mm-hmm. Can a Don Granado team ever be good defensively? Yeah, because they, as he always says, it's not a system breakdown. It's, you know, they're playing with fear or they make bad decisions with the puck and that type of thing. So I think the the question is, can some of these young guys get over that yeah. and, he, and start making the, the decisions that need to be made where they're not giving the puck away, where they're not playing with fear? Um, Rasmus Dahlin, I asked him straight up last night, are you are you playing hurt? He just looks to me, he doesn't even look close to Rasmus Dahlin. Not even close. And he just simply said no. I said, are you playing hurt? He said no. But he hasn't scored a goal in 15 games. He hasn't been himself. Um, he looks like he's afraid to make a mistake. He's tentative out there in what he's doing. So that's huge right there. When Rasmus Dahlin isn't even close to being Rasmus Dahlin, and Tage Thompson isn't even close to being Tage Thompson. I mean, I keep saying it. Your best players have to be your best players. And this week, your best players haven't even been close. Not even close you know, to, to, to being their best players. Yeah, the reason I ask it about you know a Granado team, for better or for worse, like it's an entertaining brand of hockey. I think a lot of people are pretty happy with how the Sabres look out there. And he's not one to, you know, staple a guy to the bench because of one bad turnover. He's going to let guys 
make mistakes as they're in a growth phase. He 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 talked about it earlier in the year, Paul, with the goalies. Like, uh, Lukanen, he's in his growth phase, and once he comes here, it becomes about winning, and we want to make sure the growth phase is still there. With a lot of these guys, they've all been in this growth phase where he wants to bring the best out of them. And from a points and a scoring standpoint, there's no doubt that has worked. And I guess I wonder if Kevin Adams, if Don Granado, are they... Again, it makes it sound like I think they can never do it. It's just a choice in how they coach and how they build a team. Are they ever going to be a team that's able to just lock it down and win a game 2 to nothing? that's boring? I don't know if that he wants to be, and I don't know that I want them to be. But, you know, these, these numbers, these 10s, these 7s, they're not even that unusual. And the games that they win, you know, they're giving up 3, 4, and 5 goals and getting wins when they score 7. So, you know, I remember a game where Lindy, late in the year, one of those years they missed the playoffs with Lindy Paul. He like made a point how we could play boring, we could lock it down, and they did in some meaningless game in Boston. And I just wonder if Granado has that gear to, hey, tonight's opponent, we're going to have to play this style, or if that's just something that the players on the team have to kind of come to learn through experience. The, the game that always comes to mind when you talk about that was the home Los Angeles game where – they realized they were going to have to play the Kings a little bit different than what they normally do, and they did. And they did it masterfully. You know, it was 0-0 at the end of 40 minutes. And they they were very patient in what they were doing. And then they finally scored a goal, and when they scored the second one in the third period, Los Angeles had to come out of it. And then it was four more, and they won 6 nothing. But that's an outlier, you know, that they were able to do that. But they weren't turning the puck over. They were very patient in what they were doing. And, you know, with the style that they play now, and Granado makes no, no apologies for it. You know, he wants a, an open style. You, you've heard him say before, good teams outscore their mistakes. And I think that's what he's looking for, them outscoring their mistakes to become a good team. But you can't be absolutely, completely, totally oblivious to your coverages. I mean, they, they're, they're, they're blowing their coverages. It's not like they can't do it or they're not taught to do it, but they certainly aren't taught to do what you witnessed last night or what you witnessed in Boston in the last five minutes of the game. Um, you know, turnovers, no coverages, everybody just all over the place, that type of thing. And uh, so I don't know if they can I – don't, I, I don't think Don Granado is interested – you're right. I don't think he's interested in a 2 nothing game. And can they win with that type of thought process? Because his thought process, he wants the other team to be worrying about the Buffalo Sabres. And he's even said it. He goes, when was the last time teams had to worry about the Buffalo Sabres? He goes, but it's, it's a long time. He goes, we want them to worry about – have to worry about us and – well, mission accomplished because teams are worried about Tage Thompson now. So they take him away. And now he doesn't know what to do because especially this week, teams have taken him away. And they're just they're, you look at Tage Thompson's not beating us. Simple as that. We're, we're, we're going to bracket him. We're going to take him away. We're going to make it difficult on him. And somebody else in that team better beat. Well, not Rasmus Dahlin's not playing the way Rasmus Dahlin can play. So now you've taken Tage Thompson away. You've got Rasmus Dahlin not playing up to his capabilities. Alex Tuck is injured. And, you know, they, they're not deep enough to overcome all that. Their best player being taken out of the game, their best defenseman not playing up to what he can, and a guy who's on a 40-goal pace injured. 
Paul Hamilton on the West Her Hotline. Thanks, Paul. Enjoy okay. enjoy Saturday. Patrick Kane in town with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Should be yeah. Good. And the thing is, they're playing all these All Star goalies, but. I mean, Skinner just stood on his head, but I don't. Ottinger didn't stand no. on his head. I thought Ottinger was uh, there for the taking, Paul. I didn't think he played very yeah. well at all. Yeah, Sorokin yeah. was. I, it wasn't like he stole the game for the Islanders at all. So really, it'll be the fourth game in a row now. You play an all-star goaltender, and really, in the first three, one of them I think has made a difference. Thanks, Paul. Yep, Paul Hamilton on the Western Hotline. You'll hear him, uh, of course, on pregame and throughout the game tomorrow as well. Uh, Stats of the game, final stats of the game. Here's one for you. The Islanders, not the Islanders, the Stars had 19 high-danger chances in that game. Mm -hmm. It was 19-7 to on high-danger chances, including 10-1 to in the second period. Wow. Final stats of the game brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Your phone calls on the other side. Also, a new segment called The Callers Decide. (laughs) Let's do What are you deciding? Whether or not Joe is going to pay me money. Yep. You're just going to hand over the decision to them? Also, maybe how much. All of it. Yeah, no, entirely in, in their hands. In their hands. The callers decide. That's next here on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.